Fantasy football family, what's going on? It's your boy, Eugene. Welcome to another episode of Off The Line Fantasy Football Podcast. Like I said, I'm Eugene. You can follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Genes. That's G-E-N-E-S. You know, you can also follow our official Twitter handle at Off The Line FF. To the other hosts of the show, Ike, how you doing? How you feeling? What's going on? Good, man. Good, man. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at just underscore Ico9. Uh, actually, let me let me take that back. I, not, I don't feel that great because it's the offseason and football's over. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the Super Bowl just ended, uh, fortunately. So, uh, you know, congratulations to the Rams. You know, they, they pulled that they pulled that W out. Um, and, you know, the Bengals, they fought hard. And it was it was a pretty competitive game, pretty good game, kind of, uh, you know, up and down. Uh, you know, Stafford and Cup, you know, as they've been doing all season long, they just continue yep. to find a way to, you know, to, you know, the defense should know by now, you know, Matthew Stafford's targeting Cooper Cup. And for some week, for some reason, some reason, they, uh, they just can't stop it. So it's just, it's, it's one of those things where we have to, you know, you just have to give props where it's due, give props where it's due. It was a good game for the most part. It wasn't like exciting. It was just, you know, good, hard fought game. Low scoring like we thought it would be. Um, I know some of our our fun props they hit like the Cooper Cup MVP, the the under. Yeah, that was that was a phenomenal call there, by the way. That Cooper yeah, Cup MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a nice little nice little coins that came into my uh, account for that. Uh, <laughs> OBJ OBJ was on his way to smashing both the re, the receiving prop and the yards, but uh, unfortunate that he tore his ACL. Uh, the under for our acres hit just just like we thought. I mean, overall, the game kind of went how we foresaw it. We just foresaw it going to be it wasn't going to be that high scoring. We knew Stafford threw the picks like we told like we said he would. And sure enough, he didn't let us down on that. Yeah. T, but, T. Higgins. You know, it, we, we caught we called T. Higgins uh, game. Yep, um, yeah. Now, I don't. I don't care how he got that seventy-five yard touchdown, but he still did. Yep. He still he, he did still do it. Separ- he still created a separation uh, at, the, at the at the catch point. Um, yeah, you know, come hell or high water, and he he got he got Jalen Ramsey caught him slipping. So yeah, uh, you know, we we called that T Higgins, you know, over the hundred yards and got a couple of touchdowns. Should have put a lot more money on that, but hey, you know, <laughs> that's that's a little that's you know that's that's a little hindsight there. But you know, we did we did take T Higgins was gonna was, was gonna have a pretty good game, and you know, that's and that's what he did. So yeah, and then also uh, before we get into the to to the show, was there any Super Bowl takeaways that you had? Was there anything anything that 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 kind of like just showed out to you? Uh, or it's very visible during the game. Yeah, I would say like the one of the ones that's kind of being overlooked, but um, not as much as of the last couple of days is the the the, the short yardage situations for the Bengals. You know, the third mm-hmm. and one and the fourth and one. Uh, the very beginning of the game, you know, basically giving the Rams, you know, half a field to score the, the first touchdown, uh, you know, the the inexplicable usage of, of Joe Mixon on those short yardage downs. Um, you know, you, you can't uh, you have to. It, it was so frustrating to watch just, you know, when Mixon was cooking and they take him out, put P right in because because of the package, because he's a third down back or whatever the case is. It, it's it's just inexplicable um, on Zach Taylor's part to. To, to 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 just fumble that the way that he did, you know, it, it it cost the Bengals points or a potential scoring drive in the beginning of the game, and obviously at the end of the game, it cost them a chance to tie or go ahead and, and win the Super Bowl. So 
Uh, those are two. That, that's one thing that really stuck out to you know stood out to me. And you know, Mixon was having a pretty good game. He he was able to get a lot of uh, a lot of yards. He had seventy two yards rushing on that mm-hmm. Rams uh, front four. Um, so he was having success. But you know, you 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 decide to give you know Samaj P Ryan a couple of those short yardage carries for whatever reason. <laughs> it, it's it's just I don't know. It's it's, it's head scratching. It's head scratching. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, one thing for sure that popped out to me was the Rams run blocking was like god awful like i just yeah. don't like it was just not good i know it hadn't been really good during the playoffs but they they of course they showed their worst performance during the super bowl and luckily they they still came out victorious um and yeah. the other one was uh you know the f them picks shirt uh from our, our favorite gm yeah like yeah, f them picks man like go get it let's he just, just go try my- to go get this thing he became my favorite GM because of that shirt. That shirt, on. <laughs> uh, you know, just you know, he's we we knew that he was team F those picks, and then for him to actually just wear it for the public to see, showing hey, yeah. this is what happens when you F when 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 F those picks works out for you. Uh, yep. So yeah, kudos kudos to him, man, because you know it, it's I've always been a, a, an advocate of, of of players over picks. You know, a lot of yep. teams have these have these assets they sit on, they they don't do anything with them. You know, you know, you have these yep. assets, you got to hit on them. If you don't hit yeah. on them, then you know what what good what good you know was it for you to to be sitting on all, all those assets? I mean, think about the think about the Celtics, you know, many years ago. Yep. Danny Ainge, yeah, yep. they had all those assets for years upon years, and everybody kept talking about, oh yeah, wait till the Celtics get do what? Wait till you see what the Celtics do with these assets, and they did nothing. Yeah. Ultimately, did nothing, nothing. nothing. Uh, so uh, you know, getting getting quality proven players. Um, for those picks, uh, you know, proves to be a, a pretty sound strategy um, here in the year of 2022. So, yep, yep. And you know, uh, as we transition to the to the meat of the show, we're going to actually touch on impact free agents. Uh, we in in real life, there's a lot of good players that they're available for teams, and then you know, we want to know their landing spots in terms of a fantasy perspective. Like, w- like we want to know what situation they're going to be landing in. Uh, in terms of like, hey, are they going to be? How are they going to be used? Do we want to go after these players for our team? So uh, I think it's a good exercise to have just to, you know just putting in the in the in the front of your mind as we uh, carry through the off season. Like, you need to be planning accordingly, like how you want to move these players if they're on or not on your team. So uh, you know, go ahead, I go ahead. And let's hit. Let's start talking about these quarterbacks. Yeah, I think the very first one we can talk about that's definitely free agent is uh, Jameis Winston, um, quarterback for the Saints. Uh, he only played in seven games last year, um, but you know he he led that team. Uh, he was an integral part of that you know five and two record that the Saints had um, prior to him getting injured. Um, he was off to a phenomenal start: fourteen touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, you know he had one hundred and sixty yards rushing. I mean, that like they that offense was was actually pretty efficient, um, and basically went straight to shit after he left. You know, they were pretty up and down for the most part. Um, you know, he had 17 uh, fantasy points per game. I mean, that's 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 not that great from a, you know, from a fantasy perspective, but uh, it's it's good. It's good enough. It's serviceable. It's, you know, it's a bi-week fill-in type deal. Um, and, you know, they didn't have Michael Thomas all year long. So, um, you know, they they were kind of devoid of, 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 of skill players on the outside, outside of Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, they didn't really have that much to work with. Um, from from a receiver standpoint, and Marquez Calloway had a couple of good games here and there, but ultimately it wasn't really um, their their receiving core left a lot to be desired. But he's a I mean he's a free agent, and I think New Orleans should think long and hard about bringing him back. I mean because he's he proved that he can you know he can run that offense uh, effectively, and 
you know, we'll have to see what happens with, uh, you know, since Sean Payton's not going to be there the next year, um, how that offense changes, uh, especially with, you know, um, how, how they're going to use Taysom Hill. Um, if they, you know, hmm. they, they bring, you know, with Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen being the head coach. Um, I don't know who they hired for the offensive coordinator. Who do you know? That I think, I think they kept, uh, Carmichael was his name. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, kept yeah. Him. that's right. Carmichael. Yeah. They kept him. So I mean, you may see a lot of similar, uh, concepts in that offense, uh, for the Saints. And I, I think Jameis Winston should be, they should bring him back. Um, I, I don't, I don't really see any, if, if it were me, I, I think, we would we would definitely see Jameis Winston back in the New Orleans uniform, but if he were to not come back, I mean, there's there's destinations, a lot of destinations that do need quarterbacks. Um, Pittsburgh is obviously one that's you know that that comes to mind. You know, Jameis mm-hmm. Winston with his you know his his deep ball throwing. Imagine him throwing the ball, you know, Chase Claypool down the field and and hitting Deontay Johnson underneath. Um, you know, and Pat Fryermuth. You know, they they have a lot of weapons there that they that Jameis Winston can can take, can kind of take advantage of. So. That'd be a good spot for him, and then you know, call me crazy. This is kind of a galaxy brain thought, but maybe reuniting in Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay's in need of a quarterback. Yeah. Um, uh, I know my I know Mike Evans came out and talked about Kyle Trask and saying his arm talent is pretty is pretty good, um, and he has confidence in him. But um, James James Winston coming back home in Tampa Bay. I mean, that's you know that that there's a, there's a possibility there. He's only 28 years old. Seems like James Winston's so much older than <laughs> he's been in the league yeah. forever, right? Yeah, so, he got he got in young, man. So yeah, he, he got in young. He's 28, so he has a lot. He has a he still have a, he still has a lot of good years um, as a starting quarterback left. So um, you know, just a couple years ago, he threw for 5,000 yards and 33 touchdowns, but threw 30 interceptions. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, but you know, he halfway through this halfway through the season this past year, he only threw three interceptions. So he he turned he he had those. He, Cut those turnovers down um, pretty significantly. So that's you know that's that's one thing that you you like to see from Jameis Winston taking care of the ball and 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 and, and throwing touchdown passes. Um, the, the next guy on the list though, um, he's not necessarily a free agent, but he's somebody that we we know for a fact is going to get moved. Um, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback of the 49ers. Um, they you know they traded all those picks up. They traded all those picks to move up to get Trey Lance. And you know, there's no doubt that you know Jimmy G is going to get moved. And uh, they came out after the NFC Championship game and basically confirmed this after trying to trying to insult our intelligence and pretending like they weren't going to do so all season long. <laughs> yeah. Saying, oh, we don't. Well, we haven't made a decision on that yet, or we don't know. Maybe he might be back. Come on, man. We we all know that. Right. You're, you're full of shit. So, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. He had he had a uh, you know a so-so year. You know, you know, played 15 games, threw for 3,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Um, you know, he had four average right around 15 fantasy points per game. Um, you know, if there's if there's one thing that we can we can kind of, uh, you know, pinpoint on Jimmy Garoppolo um, and maybe paint as a positive is that he likes to lock into his number one receiver. So wherever he goes, you know, whoever the number one is there, um, you know, a, a destination that kind of comes to mind is Carolina. Uh, Carolina is a good a, could be a, a very, very good destination for him and, and DJ Moore um, and, and, those guys, and those guys there. Um, I think, you know, if you know. Jimmy Garoppolo is is able to, you know, to basically propel DJ Moore a little bit more, um, more, 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 right? <laughs> propel <laughs> DJ Moore, you know, this upcoming year, and you know, getting getting him more touchdown, more touchdown opportunities, and and getting him more uh, in breaking routes. Because I think that's one of Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, staples. Is he likes to throw the in break in breaking route ends, slants, post. Yeah. Uh, I think that's his uh that's his uh his, his one of his strengths as as a quarterback 
and DJ Moore can get open. He could he can uh, he can definitely break free from the defender um, from the inside. And and if he gets you know some somewhat accurate passes, he he he's proven that he has the ability to take it to the house. So that's that's a night that's a that's a destination to look out for. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo to Carolina or Jimmy Garoppolo to potentially Pittsburgh, just like I mentioned um, earlier, that's another destination. Uh, these two places, I mean, if you have you know, Chase Claypool, if you have Deontay Johnson, you have DJ, DJ Moore, you're, 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 hold, you're, you're crossing your fingers for a, a quarterback upgrade. Um, and I think one of the, I think one or both of these teams um, will, will be upgrading their quarterbacks this offseason. And, and those, uh, those guys' respective values uh, will definitely uh, will will definitely skyrocket. Uh, I would say. Yeah, I think another place possibly could be the Saints. Uh, like you said before, they need a quarterback. Jimmy G kind of it fits the mold and like throwing a lot of. I mean, you have slant boys, so you can throw a lot of slants to to him. And Jimmy G is pretty good at throwing <laughs> in the middle of the field because that's all slant he throws. Boy. So yeah, slant boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what some you, other well, notable? Actually, actually, real quick, uh, just to kind yeah. of an aside, like, what do you think is going to happen with Michael? Do you think that what do you think is going to happen with Michael Thomas this year? Are they going to are they going to come? I mean, I, I know his cap number is really t- is relatively high. It's over twenty million dollars, right? Yeah. See, so I don't I don't know if, if that makes sense to really move off of him, but it, it's there was kind of spec. There's some speculation that they may uh, they may look to deal him or may may look to trade him, but um, that cap number is kind of high, so we're gonna have to see how that unfolds. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't foresee him going anywhere. I mean, yeah, that cap number is twenty four point seven million. So. Uh, yeah. I don't know who's going to take that on for someone that hasn't played in basically two years. So I yeah, don't think exactly. he's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So he needs to get comfortable. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so other quarterbacks of note, uh, I mean, I know people have been hyped up about the possibility of Mitchell Trubisky going to one of these quarterback needy places and, and getting a job. One place like uh, the Giants is Dayball. Is familiar with them. He's now the head coach of the Giants, so that's a possibility, I guess. Um, some other ones is uh, these ones. They're not. They're on rosters and rumored to be traded. You got Deshaun Watson. Uh, Lovey Smith has already came out and said that they're going to move him. So we'll see what they do with that. Hopefully, they don't get taken to the cleaners like they did for when they traded D Hop. No oh, man, uh, and get some some uh, some some uh, draft picks back, like multiple first for sure. Yeah, that that was. That was an opportunity missed for them earlier. Whenever this this whole process just start like started at the very beginning of twenty twenty one, when Deshaun Watson initially expressed his desire to be traded, they should have just traded him. Then. You know, they before all the stuff came out, um, you know, they had they had a lot of offers on the table, and they were just so adamant about not trading him, and you know, so adamant about repairing the relationship. And Deshaun Watson wanted nothing to do with with, with the Texans at, at that point. Um, yeah. I know. I know Carolina. We talked about Carolina as a quarterback needy, uh, quarterback needy place. They were just desperate. <laughs> they like desperately <laughs> wanted him. They desperately Take wanted Deshaun CMC. Watson. But yeah, they were they they were willing to die to get Deshaun Watson. Like they, that's that's literally you know that their mentality. Um, but you know, you know, obviously that that trade didn't work. That that trade or those talks kind of broke down and it didn't work out. Ultimately, yeah. maybe they'll be in the market for him this this off season. Um, curious to see what they what they offer. Because they had a chance to draft uh, Justin Fields, or ha- had a chance to draft one of these top quarterbacks in this past draft class, and yep. they they opted to take uh, the corner. I mean, J.T. Horns is a, it's a fine player, but anytime you have a chance to take a franchise quarterback, uh, you got to take that yeah. opportunity. So, yep. uh, 
another player, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I know there's been a lot of rumors with him saying that he wants to leave. I, Me, personally, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he either stays in Green Bay or he just forgets playing football, honestly. Uh, the setup is too good for him there. He can, he's pretty much, he could do whatever he wants. So um, I just think he stays. Uh, and then also uh, you got Russ Wilson. Uh, again, you got reports of them exploring trades and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I, you would think at this point that he leaves, but I mean, we've been going through this for what, two, three seasons now. Um, I'm not, I'm trying to, I mean, there's places that you could definitely use them like, uh, the the commanders the we've seen Philly uh, so um, there's definitely places where he could be used uh, I just I'm I'm just worried that he's not going to be going anywhere I I think I think it's I think it's over with I think he's going to be I think he's going to be traded this off season and this is a, you know like you said it's like the second or third straight off season that we've heard that you know the Russell Wilson is not happy with the Seahawks you know the Seahawks um, and. You know, this is and, and this is the second straight year we've seen Russell Wilson sitting next to Roger Goodell um, in the Super Bowl, <laughs> which is weird. Which is weird to me because I mean, it's it's kind of a weird dynamic. I mean, last year, like uh, when he when he uh, when the Super Bowl was in Tampa, he looked miserable like the whole night. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this this time around, he looked a little bit more cheerful, a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more upbeat. You know, had had a little bit more positive energy. But uh, for the most part, man, like I think Russell Wilson and, and it, it, it's just time to go. It's 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 t- it's time to move on on both sides. I think I think they both yeah. know it. Um, but it, you know the Seahawks are trying to say all the right things publicly. You know while Russell Wilson's camp, um, they're 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 kind of sending mixed messages saying, oh, well, we'd like to be in Seattle, but if not, we'd like to explore our options to see what we would like to 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 do, and you know, in the future. And they're 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 just they're 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 ready to move on. Um, and they're, I think Seattle's trying to avoid the conversation that they need to have uh, with Russell Wilson, yeah. saying, hey, you know what, it's been a, it's been a great, it's been a great decade, it's been a great ten years, um, but you know, it's it's time for us to part ways. And they yeah. need to give, they need to do right by him by allowing him to maybe pick his destination, provided it's not in the <laughs> NFC. Um, I think trading him within the NFC is probably not going to be smart. Um, you know, there's some AFC destinations that definitely use a quarterback, like Denver. Denver is probably yeah. you know one. The Denver's one of the you know, the top ones. Another one though we can potentially look at is Indianapolis. They're going to get yep. rid of Carson Wentz. They're going to get rid of Carson. Allegedly, Wentz and, allegedly, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, because they don't want to pay him that. They don't want to pay him what, what he's owed. I think by like I think March 15th <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah, they don't want to guarantee his his salary for 2022, so they're gonna um, they're gonna move off of him there, and then you know. You get Russell Wilson in there. You get another receiver in there, and he already has Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, the quarterback's best friend is a, is a solid running game, and 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 they have Quentin Nelson offensive line. They just need to kind of beef up their offensive line. I think they kind of had their issues this year a little bit. Um, yep. They get another guy on the offensive line to you know to to, to solidify things with Russell Wilson. Uh, that that could be a, a very attractive destination, a very intriguing yep. spot for him. Yep. All right, uh, you know, that's some of the quarterbacks. Now let's go ahead and hit some some running backs. Uh, the first one I have on the list is our boy, Lenny Fournette. Uh, he is 27 years old, last played with Tampa Bay, played 14 games, finishes RB6 with 18, a little over 18 point fantasy points per game. I mean, he just had another great year. He was third in running backs and receptions, third in targets, fourth in yards. Uh, 4.5 yards per carry. Uh, I think he's still 
I think he's still got a few years left of of great production. Uh, people are going to probably say, oh, well, it's the Tom Brady effect, this and that. No, bro. Like, I understand the line was good, but you still got to you still got to go hit the holes. You still got to go run. You still got to catch the ball. So mm-hmm. uh, you need to give credit where credit is due. I think Lenny Fournette definitely has a few years left. If, um, if it was just real quick, if it, if it was the Tom Brady effect, then Marlon Jones would have been good, right? So yeah. and, and, and that wasn't the case. Yeah. So. Um, for for me, I think Lenny, He, I mean, he's already said he's going to explore free agency. I think he should uh, he should go see what the Bills are talking about. Uh, because see what language they, they speaking. Yeah, because <laughs> they definitely are in need of a, you know, a, a top back. I know Singletary was he was cool at the end of the season. Um, yeah. We saw parts of the season where uh, Zach Moss was getting work. We even saw something of the corpse of uh, Matt Breida was <laughs> even getting work for a couple of weeks. Uh, but I think he would solidify that running back room if he goes up there. He would have a great opportunity with that spread offense if they still run the spread offense. Uh, trying to uh, replacing uh, Dable with uh, Ken Dorsey, I believe. Yeah, Ken uh, Dorsey's the offensive coordinator now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so we'll see if that works out for him. Also, I think another destination uh, good for him would be Miami. Miami needs a running back. Uh, they don't really trust Gaskins like that. I think Lenny Fournette will definitely at least solidify your first and second down uh, uh, position. He can obviously he can pass catch, but I mean Gaskins can also do that. So I think I think those are two great places for him. Oh, and another place I think would be. Um, would be Arizona if they if they want to spend a little bit of money on a running back, you know, uh, Edmonds and Connor are free agents. Uh, they could go that route too. My next one is um, uh, Melvin Gordon, 28 years old. We saw him split the workload with uh, Javante uh, Williams, and it worked out in his favor. He almost had a thousand yards uh, with uh, just a little over 200 carries, 4.5 uh, yards per rush attempt. He finishes RB 21. Uh, which is pretty decent. I, I don't think anybody really expected that from him. He had 10 touchdowns. So yeah, People uh, were expecting him to kind of just go away and fall by the wayside, mm-hmm. thinking he was washed. But he had a lot left in the tank. He was breaking a lot of long runs. Uh, yeah. showed, showed that he's still still explosive. Um, yeah. I, think the, I think the last game of the season when they played against Kansas City, I think he had a long touchdown run. Yep. Uh, so it, he, he, can, he can still play. He can still play. And so I, 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 I'm curious to see what his market's going to be. It's obviously not going to be the market that he – is you know maybe a couple of years ago when he was a free agent going into Denver, uh, you know coming to Denver, um, it's probably not going to be the same. Definitely not going to be the same market. But he's going to have he's going to have some suitors. He's definitely going to have yeah. some suitors. Yeah, him being twenty eight is um, a mark against him for sure. But I think uh, there's some places that would that would definitely use him. Uh, one place I know people don't want to hear is him going back to the Broncos. I mean. That situation worked out for both running backs, even though we want to see Javante, you know, get the the bell cow because he can he can work all three downs. It's just mm-hmm. the situation with them splitting worked. It worked really good. Um, another place would be Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's in need of a running back if they want to, you know, stay on the older side of running backs. They can go with with Melvin. Um, he can play yeah. all three downs. The only thing is that he tends to be hurt, so I, I know they would want to want him to be in some kind of committee. Another place that's in uh, running back uh, need situation is Atlanta. Atlanta needs a running back. You don't know what they're going to do with CPAT. We saw the 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 nonsense that Mike Davis did. He was trash, and anything else <laughs> behind him just didn't just didn't work. So uh, 
Yeah. That's my thoughts on 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 Melvin Gordon. Just real quick, another another um, underrated destination for for Melvin Gordon, and he 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 may just make make the rounds in this division. But what about Kansas City? What about Kansas? <laughs> what about Kansas City? I mean, Daryl Williams is a free agent. Uh, Jerick McKinnon, I think he's going to be a free agent as well. Yep, he um, is. And you know they've shown that they don't have a ton of confidence in Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, yeah, he's he's been kind of underwhelming since he came into the league. So why not have like you know one two punch of Gordon and and Ceh? Yeah, that, now I want to say, not... didn't they flirt with? Well, didn't he flirt with Ch- uh, Kansas City while he was do- going through his rounds of trying to figure out where he was going to go before he landed at Denver? He might he might have honestly. Um, I I'll have to go back and, and look, but he he I think he has. I mean, there was there was a possibility there 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 may have been a possibility there for him to join Kansas City, but. I mean, if you want to make a, make the rounds in, uh, in the AFC West, this will be his third <laughs> team in the AFC West. Just, hey, yeah, I think Kansas City makes sense for him as well. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, the next the next guy on the list that we want to talk about it's a pretty intriguing guy, uh, Rashad Penny for the Seahawks. Uh, he's 26 years old. Uh, had a phenomenal end to this 2021 campaign. He had, he had 749 yards rushing, and he didn't even really start playing or getting carried until like week 13. Uh, so that's kind of remarkable. So just kind of extrapolate that. He had 6.3 yards per carry, uh, you know, six touchdowns. Uh, so he's, you know, he finishes the. It's funny that he finishes the RB 42, and he only played, he only played in a handful of games towards the end of the season. So just imagine if he just kind of kept that pace up, um, you know, most of the season. I mean, like the end of the end of the season, I think he had four games, four out of his last five games, he had over 135 yards rushing. Um, yeah, including including in the in the season finale, he had 190 against the Cardinals. Um, yeah. So you know this guy, he has he has a pretty I don't know a pretty intriguing uh, prospect profile um, coming out of San Diego State. Um, this is the version of Rashad Penny that Seattle has wanted to see since day one of of you know of them picking him 27th overall in the draft. So um, yeah. I think he, I think ultimately he goes back to Seattle. Um, you know, maybe like a short term deal, uh, discounted deal. You know, because I, I know Seattle will probably want him back. And I, don't, I don't know if the market is going to be as, as, as high or as hot as he's anticipating because of the the the, the end of his season that was was so was so uh, so promising. Um, but yeah. you know, he should be the starter there in Seattle. I mean, you know, we know Chris Carson is still there, but there's a reason why they drafted Prasad Penny in the first round, and Chris Carson. Um, I think he was a sixth, seventh round pick um, in the draft. Uh, so. Um, you know, Chris Carson's battle has his, has had his fair share of injuries. He's been productive, but he's also had his fair share of injuries. So that's just something to monitor there. Um, that'd be a, a solid one-two punch, provided you know Penny stays healthy. He can prove for a full season that he can stay healthy. Um, if he can do that, then um, then we'll see. You know what happens uh, with you know with, with the following off season. Um, but yeah. he, he just has to prove it for like a whole for a whole season uh, before we really truly get on get on board. But I think he'll he'll go back to Seattle. Um, for at least a, for at least another year. Um, the next guy on the list, it's kind of it, it's it's more, even more intriguing than the Rashad Penny situation. It's Cordero Patterson of of the Falcons. Um, he we we have him here as listed as a running back, but he played running back and receiver last year, even returned yeah. some kicks. Um, but he finished as RB nine, fifteen fantasy points per game. Um, early early his early season usage was was more 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 as a receiver. Uh, but he would he'd be getting some sporadic RB work. But then as you know, as the season progressed, it just kind of flipped. He became a between tackles grinder. Um and and nobody really <laughs> can understand why. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't mean, make any sense, man. Like none. The, 
the the only reason we the only re- the only thing that we can think of was that he was clearly a clearly clearly a better option than Mike Davis. Um, <laughs> but you don't want to run this guy, um, you know, in, in in into into piles, increasing his in his chances of injury, especially when he had ankle injury, and they just continue to run him as as a traditional running back and not really give him any targets out of the um, getting him any targets as a, as a receiver. Um, so he's his mark is going to be intriguing. I don't know. I really don't know where he where he's going to go. Um, I, I know that a lot of a lot of places could use his playmaking ability. They probably won't sign him as just a full time running back. They'll sign him and move him move him all over the place. Um, he is thirty one years old, but I think that thirty one years old for him, uh, he doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires. Um, so he he he's been used mostly as a specialist throughout his career, wide receiver, kick returner, punt returner. Um, this was probably the first year where he had, you know, a lot of carries at the running back position, uh, 153 carries, easily a career high, 618 yards rushing. Um, so, you know, he had 548 reception yards as well, and, you know, 11 total touchdowns. So, um, if, if a team would sign him and they kind of use him similarly, just, you know, scale back his rushing attempts and, uh, increases his, 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 his passing game usage, uh, I think he's, he'll be, he'll be a pretty solid contributor wherever he goes um, from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. These were, I mean, this year was like a career year for him, like rush yards, receiving yards, touchdowns, everything. Uh, I I thought that he would, I mean, hopefully he, I'm sure he might want to go back to, to Atlanta since they're familiar with them. They can see what he can do. Um, another place that was intriguing was him going back to new England and uh, them possibly not resigning. Uh, James White back, he he could be deployed as the passing down back. So I don't know. We'll see. It's, it'll be yeah. interesting at yeah. his age. The last two on the list are but uh, two running backs out the same backfield. Uh, the first one, James Conner, 26 years old. Uh, you know, he played 15 games this year. He stood, stayed fairly healthy for the season. Uh, I know in the past we've seen him always be in and, in and out of uh, the lineup with the with the. Uh, with the Steelers, but but that was because they ran him to the ground. He was the sole back. Um, in yeah. this this situation, he was uh, he shared the backfield with Edmonds. Um, I mean, we saw James Conner. He had 18 touchdowns. Man, he was third in the league in touchdowns. Very efficient with with the touches that he had. Uh, averaged 17.2 uh, fantasy points per game. Finished at RB five for the season. There was a point where Edmonds was hurt uh, between week nine and week 14, and uh, James Conner took majority of the, the uh, running back load, and he was RB2 during the, those uh, that those weeks, man. Like, he was a monster. Like, he just yeah. did, he did everything. And, but, of course, uh, he got hurt um, <laughs> within all that work. So, um, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. I would, I would prefer him to be in the timeshare also because you can keep him fresh. He was really good inside the twenties, as you saw. I mean, we just kept seeing him nine for thirty, but two touchdowns. Nine for fifty, but two touchdowns. Like he was, he was just really efficient. Uh, a couple, a few places I would like to see him at. The first place is, you know, come back to Arizona, uh, be the 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 first and second down back in the goal line back. Uh, another place would be Ariz, uh would be Miami again, where uh, he could be the first and second down, and you get Gaskins being the third down back. And mm-hmm. uh, the last place I had was the the Texans. The Texans need a running back desperately. Uh, he could he could possibly be the bell cow over there, or 
Be don't disrespect. Down. Don't disrespect Plano's <laughs> finest. Uh, Rex Burkhead. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Rex don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he could be he could, Rex Burkhead could be his backup, man. So yeah. Um and then the other back, Chase Edmonds, uh 25 years old, free agent, played 12 games. Uh he uh was the other uh, other half of that backfield averaged 5.1 yards per carry only had two touchdowns uh averaged about 12 fantasy points per game and finished the rb uh 34 i think he's just a he's he should be used as a a passing down back uh that's just i think he's really good at at uh catching the ball pass pro uh i think that's how he should be best utilized uh him splitting the carries he looked pretty good but uh, eventually that work got him on, uh, got him hurt for what, five weeks, five, six weeks with a, with a high ankle sprain. So um, if he can get into a situation like uh, New England, New England, like I said before, they need a passing down back. I know Stevenson can catch the ball, but if you get an actual pass pro, uh, passing down specialist, this would definitely help uh, Mac Jones. And then he could be, he could be, be fresh. Um, so. That's one place that I thought of for him. And then some other other notable running backs. We got uh, Marlon Mack, whoever's interested in that. Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle could be uh, – we've seen him do good work last year with the Rams uh, when when called upon. Anybody's interested in maybe Ronald Jones, Darrell Williams, Dearness Johnson, I think it's intriguing, uh, Justin Jackson, James White, and uh, Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Um, real quick on uh, Chase Edmonds and the, the James Conner uh, situation. I think um, Arizona should. I mean, they, I think I think they may just keep one of those guys and let the other one walk because mm-hmm. I think both of them are kind of going to be commanding the same um, the same amount of money in free agency. So it, they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to afford them both, right? They, they yeah would be, they'd be hard pressed to, to sign both of them. So I think one of them walks and then one of them stays. Um, but it'll be curious to see like who they value who they value more. I know Chase Evans yeah. has been with the organization a lot longer and he may make, that may give him a slight edge. Um, yeah. But, you know, James Conner was a revelation uh, this year and there's 18 touchdowns. So we'll, we'll see yeah. how, um, how it all unfolds um, in the offseason. Yep. And plus they have, Eno you know, Benjamin there too. Yeah. <laughs> which, which will make one of, which will make that decision to let one of them walk a lot easier for them because they like, you yep. know, Benjamin. Yeah. Now on to uh, impact wide receivers. Yeah, I'll kick this one off, man. Uh, this this probably goes without saying. I mean, the number one guy here is Javante Adams. Javante Adams is, uh, you know, his his decision uh, whether or not he wants to stay in Green Bay is definitely tied to Aaron Rodgers. Whatever Aaron Rodgers decides to do, if he retires, he plays, if he stays, then Devontae Adams will stay. Um, period, point blank. Um, I, I don't know. Now, I don't now. It, it's it's interesting to see, like, or interesting to kind of speculate on where Devontae Adams may go if Aaron Rodgers decides to retire. Um, I don't think he stays in Green Bay because he wouldn't want to catch passes from Jordan Love because we've seen Jordan Love in, in action multiple times and uh, it, it hasn't been good. There's been a lot to be desired there. Um, that that was probably one of the one of the first round one of the most uh, terrible first round picks I can we, we can uh, <laughs> in, in recent in recent memory. Oh, it's such a, a waste of a first round pick. Uh, you know they trade they even traded up to get him and then. They keep him, you know, he was a game day and active for his first, you know, first year. Second year, this past year, I mean, he was he was active and he was actually playing this year, but he wasn't wasn't very good. So um, we'll see what happens with Devontae Adams. He had 123 catches, 1,500 yards, over 1,500 yards and over 10 touchdowns, uh, finishes the wide receiver two. 
um, overall. If Cooper Cup, if there's a you know an alternate universe, an alternate reality where Cooper Cup didn't exist, he'd be the number one receiver this year. Um, it would have all the all the triple crown. Uh, it would have the triple crown of receiving uh, in receiving. So yeah, Devontae Adams, top dog. Um, his decisions tied to Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I think if he were to go somewhere else, I think a couple of places that we could look at are you know, Las Vegas Raiders, um, La, you know, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I mean, could 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 Kansas City potentially afford him? I don't know. Uh, I don't think you mm. know him paying him and Tyreek at the same time. Uh, maybe just to go like all in one week, one year. I don't wow. know. That 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 I mean, they're paying they, that that that's that's a crazy thought, but. Uh, you know that who knows you know we we've seen crazy we've seen how the rams can fit it, all these superstar players with hard with 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 large salaries in, in into one place so uh, why can't another team do that but you know that's probably a you know we we don't know their financial situation just thinking off the top of my head places i would like to see him go um th- those kind of stick out the top of my head i mean maybe atlanta atlanta with matt ryan and uh you know we don't know what's happening what's happening with calvin ridley um they may trade him so we're gonna have Devontae Adams and Kyle Pitts on the same field. Uh, that'll be kind of dynamic. That'll be pretty dope to see. Um, but I think he'll want to play ultimately, play for a contender, play for a guy that you know, play for a really, really good, good quarterback, kind of on the younger side, um, and that can compete right away. Now with Brady retiring and obviously Breeze not in New Orleans, um, the, the the NFC South would be pretty wide open. So I think you know. Atlanta would be a little bit more intriguing than we're leading on. Um, if they just get a couple of pieces here, a couple of pieces there. Um, on defense, they have A.J. Terrell, who was arguably the best corner in the league, especially according to PFF. He had the best best cover grade. Um, you know, they have they have a lot of things going, in, you know, kind of pointing in, the, in their in their uh, direction, uh, pointing pointing in the right direction. So maybe that's an intriguing um, destination for Devontae Adams. Yeah, one place I had was was the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers got money. I'm not sure if they want to spend 25, 30 million on a wide receiver, but that would be definitely interesting. He ain't getting thirty. He ain't getting no damn thirty million, man. Yeah. Oh man, he ain't getting no thirty million. Another guy that's not getting thirty million is uh, is Allen Robinson. Uh, Allen Robinson, <laughs> uh, free agent from uh, Chicago. He's twenty eight years old. He's been in the league forever, but he's only 28. So I think he came into the league when he was 20 or 21. So it just seems like, you know, every year we just hear about Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson, and he's only 28 years old. Um, he only played 12 games this past year. Um, there were only 38 catches for 400 yards and only one touchdown. And that came in week two against the Browns, or I'm sorry, against the Bengals. So I, I think, um, you know, his, his rapport with Justin Fields was pretty awful this past year. Um, so he, he, he only had 7.3 fantasy points per game. It finished as a wide receiver, 81. So, so easily his worst is his worst career season. Um, but we, but those of us that, that have watched Allen Robinson over the years, we know that it's just not his, it's not his ability that, that led to his, uh, his, his sharp decline in, in yards and catches. It was just the fact that he, you know, the, the offense didn't really scheme, didn't really scheme him open. Um, you know, Justin Fields and him didn't really have the best rapport. Um, and, you know, he was he was still running his solid routes. He was still getting some separation here and there. But um, I think he ha- he'll have he'll have a pretty uh, decent market and a place that I would like to see him go, um, you know, depending on what, what what we do with Amari, what we do with Michael Gallup is Dallas. Dallas would be a, a, a pretty good fit uh, for, for Allen Robinson because I think he can get he can, he can still get open. He, he's a he's a solid route runner. If there's one thing that Dak likes 
you know likes is a guy that gets open, a guy that he can actually you know see see open and get and deliver the ball um, in a in a timely manner. Um, and Allen Robinson kind of fits that mold, um, and he can he can he can get the fifty fifty ball um, every now and then too. So um, he 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 he'd be a pretty solid fit, and maybe and maybe uh, maybe he goes home to Jacksonville as well. I mean that's another option. You know you know Trevor Lawrence is is a young quarterback. Uh, that they have there, and he needs—he definitely needs a veteran presence in that wide receiver room. You know that wide receiver room wasn't uh, left a lot to be desired last year, uh, but they do—they had to do have Doug Peterson, and they do have uh, you know Jim Bob Kudu, who they just hired as the offensive coordinator. So, and they're going to be airing it out. That's basically what those two, um, what that what that pairing means. That they're going to be airing it out a little bit more. Um, yep. and, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Allen Robinson, you know, just kind of returning, running, returning to Jacksonville um, may not seem like a you know a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, two other places I had was uh, first, uh, they both need number one wide receivers was Miami and the Raiders. So uh, yeah. I, I think that, that would be good fits for him also. Uh, another wide receiver to talk about is uh, Mr. Chris Godwin, uh, the slant, the slant god uh, or the slot god. Slot god. Slot god. Uh, 25 years old, played 14 games. We saw him tear his ACL late in the season, which was unfortunate. Uh, he, uh, averaged a little over 17 fantasy points per game, finished at, uh, uh, wide receiver 15 for the season. Uh, I mean, he had almost a hundred receiving, uh, receptions had over 1100 yards. Like he just had, he had a great season, 21% target share. Uh, so, I mean, this is a guy that, that commands the middle of the field. Like he beaten anybody that's, that he's, that he's going up against in the slot. He beats them. Like there's just. Just that's just guaranteed. So uh, I know the Bucks they're interested in bringing him back. Another intriguing place uh, that I think it would work out really well for him is Arizona. Uh, team him up with with D Hop, and you can't double him no more. Um, mm-hmm. If if they let if they let Kirk go, then uh, this would be a great replacement in Chris Godwin. Um, the next player is Mike Williams. Um, the wide receiver from uh, the Chargers, 27 years old, uh, stayed fairly healthy this year. He played all but one game, which is really surprising because uh, we know we always see him in and out of lineups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw him almost get a 21% target share, uh, was 14th in targets, uh, had 1,146 yards, nine touchdowns, finished uh, barely uh, above 15 fantasy points per game and finished at wide receiver 12. Uh, this is yeah. first time following. Finishing in that range is the, our first time really seeing him really being, well, at least at the beginning of the season, being like he looked like the number one wide receiver. Yeah, uh, he and was, then he was the just, wide receiver, too, overall PPR, um, you know, in the first six weeks of the season. Yep. And then when they came back from the bye, it was like, nope. Yeah. Game over. We're not we're not doing this anymore for whatever Consp- reason. It was weird. Conspiracy theories, cons- cons- conspiracy theorists out there claim that they were trying to sabotage him because – he was having like a phenomenal all pro season. And then they were just tell, basically telling Justin Herbert to not throw him the ball anymore. But those are conspiracy. That's conspiracy theory talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what a lot of that's what a lot of people were kind of theorizing on Twitter. I'm like, wow. I don't know about I don't know about all that, but uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't okay. know if they would purposely try to, you know. But you know, we we've seen teams, you know, do some underhanded shit. So um, you know, that that's not completely galaxy brain, but Hey, uh, we, we've heard a lot of we, we've heard a lot of shit before. 
Yeah. All right. So if I don't, if we don't see him go back to the Chargers, the team I would have wanted to see him with is Philly. Uh, Philly needs another wide receiver uh, to take some pressure off of, uh, uh, off of Devonta Smith. Uh, this is a wide receiver that can go win the one-on-one situation if the ball's in the air mm-hmm. 90% of the time. Um, and this would definitely help that offense help Jalen Hurts. So that is my choice of uh, a landing spot for him. Uh, so one spot that I I, I, I kind of pinpointed was uh, was was the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas would be a, a good spot. They, do, they need a deep threat. They need another number one receiver on the outside. Um, Hunter yeah. Renfro had a phenomenal year, over 100 catches, over 1,000 yards. Um, they still have Darren Waller, you know, patrol in the middle of the field. But if they have, like, a that deep ball guy um, that can go get it, and Derek Carr has been throwing the, the deep ball a lot more um, this past year. I think he's, com- you know, either completed his most deep balls uh, of his career or attempted the most deep balls of his career um, this past season. Uh, if he could continue that, continue on that path and continue on that trajectory, I mean, this, you know, this guy, Mike Williams, would be a, a very, a very solid fit. And then another place that I, I want to potentially see Mike Williams go to is Atlanta. Atlanta is another place that, mm. they, that, need, that needs another number one receiver, especially with the, the uncertainty of Calvin Ridley, like I mentioned earlier. Um, all they have is Kyle Pitts there. Russell Gage is a free agent. Um, he, he, he came on strong for the Falcons late, late in the season, but maybe they, maybe they I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Maybe they resign him uh, to, a, to, a, to a small deal or something, something of the sort. Um, but Mike Williams would be a, a huge, a huge addition to that offense. Uh, Matt Ryan could still, he could still get the ball downfield. Um, you know, just kind, of, you know, he can still kind of get the ball down the field. He wasn't, he wasn't completely washed. Um, and plus, you know, he has four, he has a a forty, a forty-eight million dollar uh, cap hit. So he's going to have to get some sort of a, uh, some sort of rep- weaponry, uh, yeah, <laughs> to make it, to make that forty-eight million worth it. So. Um, yep. I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta is another another spot. And just to clo- kind of close out, um, this, these these wide receivers is just a couple people that I'll mention. Uh, DJ Chark for the for the for the Jags. Um, he's an intriguing free agent. Uh, he's only 25 years old, but he only played in four games this year. I think he broke his foot or broke his ankle uh, early in the season. But he had seven catches for 154 yards and two touchdowns. So um, he's he's a deep threat guy. But um, he he he's He's shown throughout his career, at least his, his you know early in his career, that he's uh, more than just a deep threat guy. I mean, he can he can run the entire route tree. Um, he's he he possesses great body control at the catch point. Um, I've seen him I've seen him on multiple occasions contort his body um, for for pretty acrobatic catches um, down the sideline, down the middle of the field. Um, he's he's a really talented cat. Marin four three coming out of LSU, um, dominated the Senior Bowl coming out of coming out of college. Um, so I, I, th- I think this guy is pretty talented, and he'll be he'll he'll be he'll be an asset for whoever whoever lands him. And me personally, I like to see him go to the Cowboys. Um, you know, I, I mentioned this you know talking mm. to you pre-show uh, about you know just more and more. I thought about it. it, it this his him going to the Cowboys pretty much makes the most sense. Um, you know, uh, in terms of from uh, in terms of fit, because the Cowboys need a deep threat, and uh, DJ Chark can, you know, has shown that not only can he he, he can go deep. Um, but he can he can operate with the you know in the intermediate quadrants of the field, um, and he can run he can run all the routes and you know he can run slants he can run ends he can run drags he can run he can run all these uh, different routes. Um, but um, you know I, I think he's a, a really damn good fit. Only twenty five years old, and if we should we move on from Mari Cooper, um, this is a guy that can replace them. Um, him and Ceedee Lamb together on on that field. I mean that's that's a pretty good uh, uh, one two uh, receiver tandem. 
Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be nice. Um, a couple others that we thought of was uh, Juju. Uh, we know Juju is one of those guys that that can do a lot of his damage in in the slot, as we've seen in Pittsburgh. So it'd be intriguing to see where he lands. Kansas City could be a spot for him. Uh, Green Bay could be a spot for him. Um, if you if you keep end up keeping uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, <clears throat> and uh, Devonte Adams, uh, mm-hmm. a couple others you got like Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is a decent wide receiver. He finished wide receiver twenty six for the season. It would be good to see him stay in Arizona or go somewhere like go somewhere like Kansas City. Kansas City's been dying for a number two, and he would be better than anything else that they've tried in that spot for sure. Um, yeah. Oh. Other- uh- Real quick, another another destination that I that I've, that I've completely forgotten was Chicago. Chicago would be a, definitely a, a good destination for guys like Michael Gallup, guys like Mike Williams, guys like DJ Chark. Um, yeah. Basically, like a bit those bigger bodied wide receivers because a lot of those a lot of their receivers there are smaller smaller guys. They have you know they have Darnell Mooney had a, who had a who, who had sort of a breakout. He was he's but he's a little smaller, right? Small deep threat mm-hmm. guy, Demir Bird. Uh, Marquise Goodwin. They have a lot of smaller receivers, but if they get like one guy that can go up and get it, uh, you know, a, a bigger possession guy. Um, and but you know, with you know DJ Chark's athleticism, he can actually get down the field as well. Or Michael Gallup, yeah. and he's a little bit bigger. Mike Williams, big body guy. Those yeah. those would be a perfect complement for uh, for for Darnell Mooney in Chicago, and it gives Justin Fields, who has a rocket launcher of arm, uh, yeah. to get the ball down the field. Um, those would be pretty good fits as well. Yeah. Some others you got Will Fuller, um, Antonio Brown. If you want to deal with that, you got MVS, Al- Alan Lazard, uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, Jamison Crowder. Uh, so I mean, there's a couple. I'm not sure fantasy wise. I'm not sure how helpful they'll be, but uh, they could do a little something. Uh, so, uh, yeah. and then the last the last position tight ends. Um, so our first one is Gronk. Gronk finishes uh tight end seven for the year, 32 years old, uh, played 12 games, uh, had 17% target share, which is a pretty good. Uh six touchdowns, finished finished over 14 points, fantasy points per game. Um I, for me, I just think that he, he either wants to he either plays with Brady or he's just gonna be finished. I know he did mention that he would he wouldn't mind playing with, with Burrow, but I'm not sure if the Bengals would want to go that route, um, but uh, that's where I'm at with Gronk. Um, yeah, yeah. Just real quick on Gronk. I mean, it's it's kind of intriguing because he was he was adamant when he first came out of retirement that hey, it's Brady or bust. Like I don't want to play with anybody else yeah. other than Brady. But you know, the fact that he actually mentioned uh, that he wanted to play with Joe Burrow uh, or that he wouldn't mind playing with Joe Burrow kind of leads me to believe that he's a little bit more open to playing um, to playing without Brady. Or uh, playing in, in, in another place other than Tampa Bay, so um, that's something to keep an eye on in the offseason. I think you know Gronk will have a pretty robust market, um, you know, because he's Gronk, right? He's Gronk, and he's he showed that he's you know he's he can still he can still play, he can still get get down the field. And uh, Gronk's been on record saying that you know this is the best that his body has felt um, throughout his entire playing career. And so yeah. uh, you know he's you know he he needed that year off, you know, to to, to heal all those bumps and bruises and things like that. So. I think uh, you know he'll have a pretty a pretty solid market, and we'll we'll see where he goes. I think uh, his his market will be one one to watch this offseason. Yeah, uh, the next one I have is Dalton Schultz, uh, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, twenty five years old. He finishes tight end three for the year, 
Uh, definitely a breakout year for him. Played every game, was third in receptions. Uh, he had eight touchdowns, was six in receiving yards at 808. And he had a little over 16% target share. Uh, for him, uh, we've already been hearing that the uh, Cowboys were going to do what they need to do to, to keep him. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. If they don't franchise him or get a contract done for whatever reason, uh, I could see him going to Seattle. Um, I think that might be a good fit. I mean, granted, if they keep Russell Wilson, so uh, we'll see for that. Yeah, um, Seattle and then uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville with um, you know, yeah, with uh, with Doug Peterson there, and they know how to utilize the tight end. Yeah, um, I think I think Dalton Schultz will be a, will be a pretty nice fit uh, for for Trevor Lawrence. You know, you know, a young quarterback wanting to get a safety valve because they haven't had a tight end of consequence for years. Uh, I yeah. can't remember the last the last good tight end the Jacksonville Jaguars have had. Uh, another place that could use a, a Dalton Schultz um, type tight end is, is the Jets. The Jets haven't had a, con- a, a tight end of consequence as well. Um, you know, and Zach Wilson didn't have have that guy to, to really check down to last year either. Um, but you know, if you know Dalton Schultz is, has proven, you know, in, in this, you know this past year and over his over his career, I mean, he's been pretty reliable. You know, we throw the ball to yeah. Dalton Schultz; he doesn't drop it. Uh, <laughs> he, he he'll he'll get a couple of a uh, a couple yards after the catch, and he'll 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 pretty much do his job, and he he does it pretty yep. uh, pretty pretty effectively. Um, so he's only twenty five years old, and I, I think he'll he'll have a pretty robust market. So the Cowboys need to do what they can to to, to keep him. The next uh, one uh, we have is uh, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz split time between Philly and Arizona. He finished his tight end five. Uh, he played every game this season, was fairly, was really healthy this year, finished fourth in re- uh, receptions with uh, 74, was third in targets with 112, and he had a 19% target share. I know he was pretty much uh, Kyler's security blanket, especially when uh, D-Hop got hurt. Uh, he he finished uh, almost 11 fantasy points per game for the year. Uh, yeah. I know in this league in real life, tight ends tend to last a little bit longer than than they do in uh, the fantasy space in terms of elite production. Uh, unless you unless we talk about like the the elite tight ends like uh, Tony Gonzalez or or Antonio uh, Gates, Antonio Gates, yeah, those those tight ends. Uh, for me, I think Ertz would be perfect just to go back to Arizona. I mean, he's already comfortable with the with the system, and they know him. Uh, another one would be the Jags. Um, he had his career, his career best numbers. I mean, he even broke the the record with with Doug Pearson as, as quarterback. Yeah, I mean, tight quarterback tight as head coach. Yeah, yeah, tight, yeah, tight interceptions record. record. Yeah, with uh with Doug Pearson calling the play, so he's very comfortable. He would be very comfortable in that situation, also. So, um, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, um, that's those are good points um, that you made. Uh, the last, the last couple of ones we want to touch on really quick. Uh, one was a guy that's he doesn't want to be classified as a tight end, but even though that's his that's his tagline or that that's his position name, uh, Mike hmm. Kosicki from the Dolphins finished as a tight end eight this past year. Um, only twenty six years old, played seventeen games, had seventy three catches, you know, over you know seven hundred and eighty yards, but only two touchdowns. Um, he wasn't utilized as that guy in red zone like he should have been um and i think you know we've, we we mentioned this destination quite a bit jacksonville would be perfect for him you know they they like to use the tight end or, or they will like to use the tight end uh with, with doug peterson coming in and jim bob cooter being offensive coordinator they will definitely utilize the tight end the way they're supposed to and since jacksonville hasn't had a tight end uh worth a damn <laughs> over the last several years he'd be a perfect fit um for that um for that offense um 
over there in, in Jacksonville with you know Trevor Lawrence. Um, and again, you know, we can mention the Jets as well. The Jets will be another 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 place. So I think the Jets and the Jags will use any will will, will love will love any one of these uh, free agent tight ends. Um, and then the final guy we want to talk about is David Njoku, a tight end for the Browns. Uh, he's only 25 years old, uh, former first round pick, significantly underutilized. Um, he's had a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of uh, shown a lot of flashes um, over the last several years. Um, and, you know, as evidence as you know, week five, I think week five, where he had 149 yards receiving and a long touchdown uh, against the Chargers. And speaking of the Chargers, I think the Chargers would, would definitely be a, a great fit for him, uh, catching passes from Justin Herbert. Um, they have Jared Cook as a free agent, uh, Donald Parham's a free agent. Um, I think Steven Anderson may be a free agent as well. But either, even, even if that's the case, uh, even if it's not, if, even if it's not the case, David Njoku would be a perfect fit for them. Uh, and, and that offense, and he'd be just defense would need, uh, especially you know in the middle of the field, and you know just stretching out the defense even more. Um, so, uh, what do you, where where else do you think uh, David Njoku could go? Uh, I would like him for the Giants. Uh, I know Dable. I mean, he they like uh, athletic tight end. He can block. He can run. He can catch. So he would be a good fit for that offense. Uh, of, uh, for him to rebuild. Another place would be Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay, they don't have any tight end, notable tight end, no Robert Tony. He's a free agent. Uh, and like I said before, he's athletic and he can catch, he can block. Um, he would yeah. be a great fit if Aaron Rodgers stays there. So, uh, yeah, like and those, then like a couple, yeah. And then just a couple other, I guess, tight ends you can name. Um, they're not any needle movers, but. You got OJ Howard. The the hype of him never really came to fruition. Robert that Achilles Tunyon. injury really screwed him though, because uh, I think he was off. I think he was on the verge of another breakout of a breakout year, but that Achilles injury kind of got him. So um, yeah, it's unfortunate to see. Yeah, you got Robert Tunyon, Eric Ebron, uh, Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzama, uh, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett. You know, blah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they could give, they give you they could give you spot starts every now and then. I mean, we, we'll have to see what happens with Robert Tunyon because he's still rehabbing the ACL injury. I think he tore his ACL and MCL, so it was pretty bad. Yeah, uh, seeing what yeah. happened to him. So we'll see uh, if he, you know, what his rehab schedule looks like. Uh, CJ Ozama, I mean, he he came on strong towards the end of the year. Um, I, I we'll, we'll have to see if Cincinnati wants to bring him back, or um, you know what what his market um, what his market commands. Uh, so um, that that that's a, that's a name to watch um, this off season. Yeah, you know, and and I mean that's the end of the episode. Uh, hopefully, we touched on uh, a lot of players, and you know, just getting your mind going in terms of thinking where these these players could potentially go, and what that might mean for your fantasy squads uh, if you have these players on your team. Um, you know, again, you can you can find us on on the Destin De- Destination Devi Network on, you know, on just search for that on Apple, Spotify, Google. Um, we got a lot of sh- other shows like the 4D Chest, uh, Elite Seekers and obviously Wake Up in the Morning. Um, also there for y'all for your listening ears, you know, so just to get a little taste, a little bit of everything. So, you know, like the content, hit the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, share with your friends, comment below where where you can. Follow us on on Twitter, off the line, off the line FF. Uh, you know, and you got anything else for us, Ike? Before we get out of here, 
Nah, man. Uh, you know, we're 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 right in the off season, starting the off season off right. Um, hopefully, we have a lot of uh, actionable information. You know, just kind of like you like Gene said, just get your minds kind of prepared to see where some of these players may go. Just give you ideas of you know some fantasy impacts um, that we may foresee should these guys land in uh, certain spots and what it means for their existing um, for for existing skill guys around them. So it should be pretty. It'll be a slow off season, but just you know, we'll have. We'll, con- we'll, t- we'll continue to turn out content for you guys to, to make sure that, you know, you guys are, 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 are entertained and, and, and well-fed uh, with, with information <laughs> um, uh, until, the, you know, until the draft, until the next season starts. So um, we have just to keep, keep a lookout on, keep a lookout for all of our, uh, all of our content on the Destination Devi channel. So, yeah, uh, and follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. All right, y'all. Until then, we'll holler at y'all. Y'all be safe. Make some trades, you know, do all that good stuff in Dynasty. So, holler at y'all. Peace out.